Joining us on the program today, we have uh, J.P. Otis with the USAO. And uh, J.P., good morning. Thanks for coming in. Good morning, George. I'm glad to be here. You've been at USAO now for about three or so years. Yeah, a little over three years. So talk to, and I can't believe we haven't had you on the show before, but uh, <laughs> but here you are. So I'm here. Probably, I'm glad to be here. You bet. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what you do, uh, your office, and sure. what you do for the university. Sure. I'm. Uh, my title is Vice President for Advanced advancement and executive director of the USAO Foundation but all that is kind of a fancy way of saying fundraising and uh, <laughs> okay. so I'm in charge of the private support that the university uh, seeks to bring in to uh, to help improve it in in lots of different ways and we've seen a lot of development over the last uh, five plus years especially with the success of uh, uh, the athletic programs but it's not just the athletics but uh, yeah you know acad- uh, academia is first and foremost always right yeah for sure it is they go together you know um, a lot of times um, uh, well, my dad, who was uh, in higher ed for a long time, he always told me that sports may not be the most important thing, but they're certainly the most visible thing. It's what people see. Um, and so it's so important that we at the university, I think, capitalize on the success of our athletic programs to um, to connect with the community, but also use it as an opportunity to tell the rest of our story from an academic sty- side or a student perspective. Um, so I think athletics really matters. The improvements have been um, amazing. We have new facilities for uh, USAO softball and baseball that uh, I think rival anyone in the country, at least as it, regar- as it relates to uh, NAIA programs. Um, but also just in the last few years, we've improved a lot of different spaces on campus, um, whether it's a student lounge in our Nash Library or some of the things we've done out at the USAO Habitat area. And then a new project that's um, soon to be finished, uh, um, our largest lecture space on campus. So lots of great things going on. It's been really fun to be a part of, and uh, I think there's more to come. And uh, it doesn't matter what size the university, whether it's USAO or OU, where you worked before. I I think you're right that the athletics really turned attention to universities. Absolutely. uh, For the most part. Absolutely. I think it's, um, you know, for better or worse, nobody wants to watch a, uh, a, a science lab, probably, or maybe some people do, but it, it doesn't garner the attention mm-hmm. that, that athletics does, not just here, but all around the world. It's just so popular, and so uh, it, it's only smart for us to, to use that to tell, like I said, the rest of the good story at USAO. So you spent a, a many, many years uh, at OU uh, with uh, David Bourne when he was president, and so talk about how that experience got you ready for uh, for your journey here at USAO. Sure. Yeah, I was really fortunate. I went to work at OU in 1993, and then in 1994, uh, then-Senator David Boren came to the University of Oklahoma, and you probably remember he was um, extraordinarily popular and um, had such a, uh, a strong voice in our state. And so to have him as president was really exciting time. Um, almost immediately, things began to improve. OU, I think, was already a very good university. But I think uh, during those 20-some years, uh, it really went from good to great. And it was fun to watch that. It was fun to play a small role in that. But I sure learned a lot um, being able to uh, work closely with David Bourne, as you say, but also be a part of a really a a transformational time 
for um, for education in our state, but also specifically University of Oklahoma. And so um, coming from there to here uh, in Chickasha at USAO, it's a very different experience for sure. But um, there is um, some things about this place that I really love in terms of the opportunity to make an impact, to use some of my experiences as a as a basis for trying some things out here. I really appreciate the chance to work with uh, President John Fever. And it's not far. I still live in Norman, but I, I drive in every morning, and it's an easy drive. It's a pretty drive. And uh, I've really enjoyed being in Chickasha and uh, and all the people I've been able to interact with so far. And uh, Dr. Fever's influence transcends almost anything. Uh, he's been the longest tenured president, I think, uh, now at USAO. That's right. And uh, uh, one of the smartest men I know. Yeah, he's he's a true academic, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and just a very kind person. Um, he's got uh, tremendous roots uh, in our state. His father was a legendary uh, professor at University of Oklahoma, and some people don't know, but he also uh, wrote and recited the uh, the prayer that was said before each and every home football game, um, and that was at a time. Uh, when you could do that mm-hmm. now state institutions I, I believe are prohibited from from saying a prayer um before their events but for those people who um were around at that time they have such fond memories of those prayers they were great prayers um and people actually kind of hurried to the game <laughs> so they could hear the prayer and and the legend has it that uh, students felt that if they made it to the game in time for the, the prayer, then maybe they didn't have to go to church on Sunday morning. But <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it's a great history um, with John Fever and, and his whole family, and uh, I've really enjoyed working for him. Uh, let's talk about uh, some things you just mentioned a few minutes ago. And uh, uh, Dr. Fever's been on the program uh, quite a few times over the last few years and really excited about uh, the, the Habitat which we don't hear about very often, yeah. but it's a, it's a great program. It's just outside the city limits, and a lot has been going on there and continues, it continues to grow. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. It's something that we probably need to do a better job of letting people know exists. Um, but one of the problems was we have, have 130 acres just west of town, literally a two- or three-minute drive, and it is a beautiful beautiful space with you know over 150 different species of birds and lots to study out there um and for the longest time you know we hold classes out there um there's a path out there where our cross-country team um runs there are beautiful settings landscapes where our um our art program goes and they do sketches and watercolor paints so there's a lot that happens there, but we probably need to do a better job of telling the public. The good news is, is just recently completed um, an incredible research and classroom facility out there where uh, now we have a space, an indoor space, where we can teach class. There are restrooms there. There's a kitchen there. We can hold workshops, retreats, have classrooms there. We've also got it wired so that whatever we see out there, whether it's on the telescope or otherwise, can be sent directly to campus so students at uh, the main campus can have that experience digitally. Um, And so it creates a lot of opportunities. And one of the things that we're most excited about is that we're going to start bringing 
um, elementary school kids, middle school kids, and high school kids from this community and others near here out there to experience what that is. And so if a student wants to study life sciences or the environment in any way, that's a terrific, terrific um, facility to do that. So we're excited about it. And any labs out there? Are they the, limited to campus? No, there are there's Laboratories? A full lab space mm-hmm. with microscopes. We have um, all uh, new laptops there. We have a greenhouse space. Um, and so it's it's um, multifunctional for sure. Didn't realize there was a tel- had a telescope out there. Yeah, they do. It's um, it's a it's a great little telescope that, um, I, as I understand it, is very powerful. Um, but in the past, the only way you could experience it was to be there. Mm-hmm. And now that we've uh, we've moved forward a little bit from a technological standpoint, it's something that we're going to be able to share much more broadly. That's exciting. Yeah, for sure. Looking to hear more about that when that that comes along. Uh, also, we wanted to talk about uh, uh, just the university just announced last week about a, a, a nice grant that's going to be used to uh, do some campus improvements. Yes, we have um, a very, very generous um, uh, graduate. She's no longer with us, but her legacy lives on. Her name is Nance Weir, and she was a I believe a 1935 graduate of the college when it was a college for women, Oklahoma College for Women. That's our beginning. And um, she has been, she and her family have been exceedingly generous uh, to any number of areas across campus, whether it's scholarships or athletics or study abroad programs or uh, faculty support programs. But this most recent gift is $100,000 to help us uh, renovate uh, and complete uh, a space on campus that is um, really the most pop- popular lecture hall on campus. It's called the Amphitheater in Davis Hall. It's a lecture hall for students. It's the largest lecture hall. It's the most popular uh, teaching space on campus. And um, it is a really nice uh, space. From a, It's got good bones, as they say, but um, a lot of the desks and the um, furniture inside is is pretty outdated and so it was time for something uh, bigger and better where students could learn in a in a more uh, spacious environment more comfortable more accessible environment and so we launched that project as soon as school ended this past spring semester and knock on wood we're going to have that completed by the first day of class this fall so the uh Will the amphitheater still be used for performances, or is that? It, it, it's called an amphitheater, but it's really mostly um, a teaching space. Um, so it, it is the largest lecture hall on campus. And so we've used it for performances. We've used it for uh, symposiums when people come from far away to make presentations, uh, not just to people on campus, but people throughout the community. Um, and so... It is um, mostly going to be used as a teaching space, as a lecture hall. Um, seen many performances out there and actually was on stage out there 100 years ago. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I'll have to look up some old uh, well, some I, archives. I, I had wished there was there's no there's no archives of the show I was in back in the early 1980s. Roger Drummond was the, was the theater professor uh, back then. So, so, uh, so there's no visual I don't proof th- of Not your... <laughs> that I know of. Not, maybe we can find some maybe old newspaper archives or my name's in there or that's something. Great. But uh, that's, great. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, also, we wanted to talk about uh, some, you mentioned the, some improvements in the National Library. Mm-hmm. 
We um, so National Library is our um, is our main library right there on the Oval, um, and we really believe that without a great library, you can't have a great university. But libraries have changed. Um, you know, you probably remember the Dewey Decimal System, which uh, now. It, People just Google whatever yeah. they, whatever they want yeah. to we're, learn about. We're all dinosaurs. Yeah, people for sure, age, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, and, but but a library is still critical, and so we do a lot of things there, um, not just with um, um, actual volumes, um, research pieces there, but also things that we do digitally, things that have um, that we rem- uh, have worked hard to make sure that people have access to. Um, we've also created um, a maker space there where we have a 3D, couple 3D printers, um, which is a, really a nice thing to have for the way students want to learn. Um, but just recently, we used the the lower level, and it went from being kind of a oh, kind of a so-so storage place uh, to being really the most popular um, student uh, center uh, on campus. It, we put in. Um, new floors, new ceilings, new couches, new flat screen televisions. We even brought in uh, some arcade games where you can play shuffleboard or Pac-Man or whatever game you want to play. And uh, and so students really love that. It's a 24-hour-a-day center. It's the one place on campus where students can go all through the night if they're studying or working as a group or if they just need a break. And so that's become really popular, and that's been a fun project um, to complete, and we'd love for you to see it sometime. I need to come out for the 50-cent tour, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Happy to do it. Of course, uh, the, the the student center is on the, the north side of the campus, and that's been used, uh, the community uses that quite a bit. For sure. We have a really nice um, uh, ballroom there mm-hmm. that uh, is used for any number of things throughout the year, not just from people on campus, but from people really across the state. Uh, last summer, we were fortunate to bring in the Oklahoma Arts Institute, um, and we had uh, 250 extraordinarily talented students from all across the state uh, stayed on campus with us for a couple weeks, and that was one of the spaces they used most often. Um, so lots of different things. Uh, the community has uh, events there, luncheons, breakfast, um, speaking engagements, and so we really love opening those doors so that other people can not just use that good space, but also get a glimpse at some of the things we're trying to do at USAO and some of the things we're trying to improve as we go forward. And you got a great cafeteria, which people from the community can access, I guess, if they'd like. It is good. It is good. You know, people, I think uh, we just assume cafeteria food is is not good, Um, (laughs) but it really is good. Um, I eat there quite frequently and it is open to the public and I think if it still holds, you can you can buy a um, a lunch pass and you get uh, you get five dollar you get meals for five dollars each out there uh, during the summer and so that's made it more popular too. But it's a good spot and it is open to whoever wants to come join us. You mentioned a lot of kids on campus, and of course, every spring you have the big uh, triad is kind of the official uh, term for for this event that's held in April, and they call it the triad because there's three activities that have been held over the years on the same day uh, the big thing is the academic contest and of course then you've got the sidewalk chalk art and then you've got the music festival they call it drover stock and that's kind of what the name's kind of been 
It's kind yeah. of morphed yeah. into that yeah. Dover sure stock, yeah, yeah, which I think is great. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, of course, everyone has their own opinion, but I, I would argue that that's one of the funnest days on campus. It's just so nice. About uh, a thousand kids or so, yeah. right around there. Uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. well, we've kind of we got hurt a little bit by COVID, oh, yeah. obviously, and so we've had to either not have the event or or sort of ease back into it. But we're sure hopeful that by this next spring it'll be you know the the enormous event that it that it always has been but it's really fun it's so great to see students from all over the state come be a part of our campus they do this amazing chalk art competition where they each school is given uh, a number of uh, parking spaces we clear the oval so it's open for our students and then they get a bucket of chalk and what they can do uh in a in a parking spot is extraordinary amazing i'm so impressed with these people and plus it's a great recruiting tool it is i mean what better way to have a bunch of talented high school students get a a chance to see your campus and so uh, many of them have never been to our town or been to the campus and so yeah that does serve as a great recruiting tool speaking of recruiting i'm proud to say that the university is on an upswing in terms of our uh, new student enrollment so things are going in a good direction there as well so the mission of the university changed a few years ago uh, to really focus on academics, and you've got to have a pretty good GPA to get into USAO. Yeah, it's it's competitive, um, although we've changed our admission requirements where it's not just your ACT scores, uh, where we factor in um, your grades, we factor in community involvement, we um, factor in leadership opportunities, uh, volunteerism, and so there's more than one way to get admitted to the university, uh, not just one test score as it, it was in the past at many places. And so um, it is competitive. Um, it's not easy, but we feel like we've got a lot of really excellent support programs to help students um, not just get there, but get through there. I mean, it's one thing to have a student arrive on campus, but it's much more important to have them walk across the stage for years later um, with a degree ready to, to take on the world. So we feel really good about the support we provide our students. We talked a little bit, a little bit about the athletics, uh, but uh, again, uh, the science part of USAO is really critical. We've had a lot of alums have gone on to do some really great things. Yeah, we, we do. We, um, we have terrific programs in the sciences um, that prepare students for um, really successful careers, whether it's uh, a stop at grad school in between or some of our students go to med school, uh, law school, um, but then many of them jump directly into industry. And uh, we recently did a a survey on campus where we wanted to get a sense for what our graduates are doing. And that's something we think is an important story to tell. Um, I think parents and prospective students need to know what's possible with a degree from USAO. And so we pulled a list and we used some different um, uh, search engines as well as some information from LinkedIn to see where our graduates are. And we created a list that is really remarkable. So now when a student comes to campus and they say, what happens when someone graduates from this university? We've got a really exciting list of, of, of people who are working anywhere from HBO Max to the Houston Astros to um, to Apple computers and, and on and on. And so I think in today's world, we have to do better at showing 
outcomes, workforce outcomes. And uh, so hopefully we'll be hear, hearing more about that soon. And uh, one of the more prestigious graduates, and just kind of a little biased here, about Linda Johnson. Uh, the late uh, Dr. Linda Johnson, a local physician here for years. People That's loved terrific. her. That's and terrific. has, has uh, given back to the community uh, greatly. But, uh, That's yeah. Great. That's great. USAO grad or OCW, I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. back in the day. That's great. Hey, let's spend a couple minutes talking about the uh, the art uh impact that's going on downtown uh, a couple of uh, years ago the art record studio was kind of developed yeah uh, across from the chamber and now with the development of this new park down by the depot uh, usao uh, is part of that group to uh, get that new park developed yep it's really amazing what um, a couple of our faculty members have done uh, to take advantage of this art record space right here uh, in downtown um, and how they've done that in a way that benefits not just our students but the whole community. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, um, Jordan Vineyard uh, and Lane Thrift um, and some others, of course, but those two in particular have been um, really great about um, having events here on in downtown that involve the community. They had a massive event that they, it was sort of the opening for uh, a haunted house uh, around uh, Halloween, which I think had 400 plus people um, who uh, who paid to be a part of that. So that's a, a fun thing. And then we recently had a um, uh, tipsy pottery event where uh, they Shakespeare wine uh, came and served wine while they learned how to do pottery. And uh, that was a, an event that we had six sessions. Um, and they all sold out uh, almost immediately. And so we're doing things like that that the community is really responding to. And I think it just serves everybody really well. The community is getting a, a sort of a, uh, a better glimpse at the things we're doing on campus. Um, we're making a good connection. Um, and it's good for our students to, to interact with people from the community and not just people on campus. So it's been great. And then what you said about the park coming online um, we've been lucky that we've secured a role in terms of helping design and be a part of uh, how that park unfolds. And so I think the relationship between the city and the university is really strong. And I haven't been here long enough to know if that's always been the case, but it sure feels like we're, um, we're really linked arms as we move forward, which is great. Before we go, uh, USAO will be kind of having a back-to-school event uh, coming up in a few weeks, and I know most uh, most uh, public schools are uh, will be in session here the next couple of weeks, but Saturday, August 20th is going to be a big day downtown. Yeah, correct. Uh, um, we're going to have a day where we welcome all of our new students to not just the university, but the city of Chickasha. We want them to know that um, you know there's more for them uh, beyond campus, and, um, and I think it's good for the community as well, and so it, it, I hope it'll be maybe not quite so hot uh, on that day. And it'll I don't give know, it, August 20th, it's, yeah, it's I know, pretty, it's, pretty hot. Yeah, chances are. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it'll be a great, great way to start their experience mm-hmm. at the university. And as you know, there's, you only have one chance to, to make a first impression. And so we think it's, it's going to be really good for everybody. All right, we'll have more details on that uh, when it comes about. But there's going to be games, family games. There's going to be food, uh, food trucks. Yep. Uh, just lots of activities, lots of different for, activities, mm-hmm. and hopefully music. I I would assume music, I would guess food. Yeah. What more could you want? I I don't <laughs> know. I think that covers pretty much everything. 
JP, thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate your time. Uh, JP Otis with USAO on our Real Estate Today program. Thank you, George.